Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We got some house cleaning to do, some very interesting statistical possibilities that are uh, well, I, I should, you know, not 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 probabilities, but possibilities for Nick Bosa, obviously two sacks away from the team record. Well, two sacks away from tying Alden Smith for the team record. Uh, is it is it two to pass? Two to pass, three to get it all to himself, or is it one to tie, two actually gets him the record? I, I could think honestly Alden's at 19 you, and a half. I couldn't honestly tell you, and I don't honestly care, only there because... We know how Alden Smith's career ended, and it didn't end well for any number of reasons. And it's really about the right now anyway. You can worry about records when careers are over, at least in my way of thinking. I mean, I don't think if he doesn't get the record on Sunday that you're going to feel any different about him. No, absolutely. And and Nick Bosa, when he joined us earlier this week, he said his dad won't feel necessarily different about him if he's not the defensive player of the year. Here is Nick Bosa. Definitely a goal since you're a little kid. Whenever you start playing defense, you look at guys who have come through and and won that award. And um, I think the number one goal when you play for an organization like this is obviously the Super Bowl, but that would be some icing on the cake for sure. It would be a lot of icing on the cake. And I'm going to tell you right now that Nick Bosa is more of a significant NFL presence than any moment of Alden Smith's entire career was. I mean, there's, there is one guy who might have turned into something very special. And there's another guy who, as we look at him right now, is at the peak of his powers and is officially something very, very special. And it's not like Nick Bosa's success is dictated by the talent around him. As a matter of fact, the talent around him success is dictated by him. I was so, going to say the the better comp, if you're going to go that way, is Justin Smith, who was the guy who made Alden Smith possible. I mean, because Justin Smith, even though he played a different position, was as dominant at his as Nick Bosa has been at his. Yeah, no, there's 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 no doubt. I mean, the guy is all day and night long special and you can say it doesn't matter to you but you have zero skin in the game of course it matters to Nick Bosa of course everyone would like to say I am the single season sack leader of a franchise as historic as the San Francisco 49ers so you know then he'll break it next year okay that's you know I guess that's a good way to look at it keep your goals out there to me it's it's you know what have you done to help your team win and the sack total is ancillary to that because he makes a difference on plays when he doesn't sack the quarterback. I mean, that's that's why he's going to, you know, is the favorite to be the defensive player of the year because he impacts nearly every play. 
And the only game in which he hasn't really been any kind of a force was last week. So that's one out of 16. And again, you take that. You can say he wasn't, uh, uh, you know, any kind of a force last week. He literally made the play that helped the Niners win the game defensively, causing a, a Stidham interception by finally getting, not necessarily to him, but putting an incredible amount of pressure on him. And like you said, this guy does things with pressure that are so significant that he doesn't even need to sack a quarterback to really affect a play. Again, two and a half sacks would officially have him passing Alden Smith. Nick Bosa has an NFL high 47 NFL pressures on the ear, excuse me, uh, hits on the quarterback with three more quarterback hits this week. Bosa would become the second player since 2006 to register 50 or more quarterback hits in a single season. The guy who is in front of him, J.J. Watt, all the way back in 2015 when he had 50, and that was a season where J.J. Watt was named Defensive Player of the Year. So there is a little precedent for the uh, nightmare that is Nick Bosa to where, if he look at it this way, Nick Bosa could have been wrapped up in bubble tape, and he's probably still Defensive Player of the Year without a single recorded stat pressure tackle sack anything this weekend that's how good he's been anything he does against the cardinals should have to be doubled because it's just the cardinals were you paying any attention to the interview that we did with him because here's what he said about the arizona cardinals i don't get too excited with the cardinals because kingsbury doesn't like to let our d-line have very much fun so they're going to be ripping that ball out first read for most of the day, we just got to stop the run, hopefully get a little lead, and then and then go from there. There you go. So well, Arizona does not make life easy on a defensive line. They get the ball out quickly, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I guess, what, is he, is he coaching his last game as an NFL head coach? What do you think the chances there, are of There's that? an excellent chance of that. Uh, and I think Steve Keim as the general manager might be that. I mean, let's put it this way. Whatever Cliff Kingsbury has in mind for David Blau is way different than what he was doing when he had Kyler Murray. So the, the getting the ball out quickly, to me, you know, that's only part of the equation. I mean, David Blau is not Kyler Murray. And the Cardinals in Week 18, in a year in which they have four entire wins, are not the same as the Cardinals who were still thinking that they might be a factor in the middle of the season. Uh, as long as we're going over what could be out there in the, you know, historical cards, no play on words there for Arizona Cardinals, unintentional. Uh, if Brock Purdy throws two touchdown passes this weekend, he's going to join Justin Herbert as the only rookie quarterback in NFL history to throw for two-plus touchdowns in six consecutive games. Like, you know, I understand that the point you want to make, Ray, and it's not absolutely off the mark of a point, but he is an important player. You know, I mean, you can't just say that Kyle asked so little out of his quarterback that, you know, Brock Purdy and or the next guy. There hasn't been an and or the next guy that's had any degree of consistent success with the 49ers, but for Jimmy Garoppolo under Kyle Shanahan. So for Purdy to look this good and have success that is extended, you know, it's still a small sample size over the course of a career. But when you look over the course of any rookie season ever, 
the fact that he could equal something that Justin Herbert did when we're all in agreement, basically, that Justin Herbert quarterbacked one of the finest rookie seasons in the history of football is really extraordinary. And you can say that that is by design. It's by the head coach's plan. And he is just a small cog in the wheel. I mean, to me, a quarterback is always going to be a little bit more than a small cog in the wheel of football. So I, I, it's just an extraordinary story. We'll see where it continues to go. If Brock Purdy helps the 49ers into the win column again, it'll be the first time since 1997 that the 49ers will have gone undefeated in their own division. And only Dallas and Minnesota have 8-1 and one home records this year. If the 49ers win, they'll be 8-1 and one at home. So there is you know, a lot to play for with the seating out there from some historical numbers. There's certainly some personal accolades to play for. And if the one thing we can agree on, Ray, is that Christian McCaffrey's been special, listen to this, because this is officially special for Christian McCaffrey. With 99 or more scrimmage yards this week, McCaffrey would be the sixth player since 1970 and the first player since LaDainian Tomlinson to register 1,900 or more scrimmage yards in at least three of his first six seasons in the NFL. The other guys to do it. The other guys to do it. Thurman Thomas, Emmett Smith, Edron James, Eric Dickerson. And I'll save everyone the, uh, the time of looking it up. Every single one of those guys is in the Hall of Fame. And Christian McCaffrey, yeah, no, if he stays he's a, healthy. He's phenomenal. I mean... But I think the 49ers would love it if he doesn't get that because it means they can sit him for the bulk of the game. I think they'd love it if they get it on one play, two, three plays. I mean, 99 well, well, they scrimmage might do yards too. for Christian McCaffrey you know, could it, happen it, in a handful of plays. If he if he doesn't do it by halftime and they're up three scores, I think they'd all be delighted to give him the rest of the day off. No doubt about it. Get Elijah Mitchell some reps. Get... Uh, Jordan Mason a couple reps, Ty Davis Price. You never know who you're going to have to turn to. and Give Debo Samuel a couple of runs. Get him back. And I mean, there, there's a lot of, I mean, yeah, to me, the, the individual numbers, they're nice. But when you're playing for what they're playing for, um, the individual numbers just tend to fade for me. I, I like to evaluate guys based on how they fit into a team concept. And for Sunday... The less they need McCaffrey to work, the better off they are. 14 yards from scrimmage for Kristen McCaffrey. You taking the over or under on that? 14? 14. Oh, the over. Okay. Well, with 14 or more scrimmage yards, McCaffrey would pass Eric Dickerson for the most scrimmage yards by any midseason addition in NFL history. I mean, that's how good of a trade this has been for the 49ers. He's nothing short. Excuse me. He is something short. He's 14 yards short of being the single greatest midseason running back trade in the history of football, Ray. I mean, that's something else. And they basically don't lose with him. That's the way it goes. Brock Purdy, same ship. They don't lose with him. So things are looking better for the 49ers than anyone could have ever imagined when this season started, when they looked like they had lost, you know, the quarterback that they were going to hand all the reins to and Trey Lance, and then nobody really doubted Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be the guy. And look, give Jimmy all the credit in the world. He played great at the end there. He really did, as great as he can. 
but I don't want to say easily replaced. Brock Purdy is the 49ers quarterback. Just that's all there is to it. And I think he's going to be the 49ers quarterback next year as well. Uh, The guy has been everything Kyle Shanahan could possibly want in a quarterback at any stage of any career, especially the beginning stage of a career. He's just been remarkable, totally remarkable. So hopefully they can keep up their remarkable season with one more win. And again, if the 49ers get a win and the Eagles lose, my God, the 49ers would be the one seed in the NFC. Eagles and 49ers lose and the Cowboys win. Dallas would be the top seed. If the Cowboys and the 49ers lose, the Eagles, they're the one seed, whether they win or lose. Uh, against the New York Giants. And what's fascinating about this and what is just going to make one of the great days to have red zone or your clicker in your hand is all of these games start at 125 on Sunday. Everybody's going to be at halftime right around the same time. And you might be too busy in game to be out of town scoreboard watching in a football game. I get that. Everyone is going to know what's happening at halftime. And... I think it's going to make people think a little differently based on the circumstances that all three of these games are being played under. No, I mean, this is an idea that European soccer figured out a long time ago, is that if you play every game at the same time, no team can do a lot of scoreboard watching to affect how they play. And everybody's riveted for the whole time because there are so many permutations. I mean, it's interesting that almost all of the important AFC games are in the 10 o'clock window. And almost all of the important a- NFC games are in the 125 window. That's clever scheduling. Uh, it's also lucky scheduling. But for the most part, that that's how they did the schedule. I think there's like three or maybe even just two uh, NFC AFC games in, at the 125. And, you know, one of them, only one of them has real ramifications and that's the Steelers and by then they might be done so they've really broken it down by conference so that you you get to see what's going to happen at one o'clock and then you get to see what's going to happen again at 425 we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.